Like pretty much everything in 2020, this election has overstayed its welcome. As the national drama plays out, here in San Diego County, it's clear that the county's democratic transformation is complete. The city of San Diego now has a Democrat supermajority on the city council, a Democrat mayor, and it's highly likely that the board of supervisors will be majority dem as well. Yet California, and the most of the nation, showed that we're not as liberal as polling suggests, as seen with little movement in Congress and the failure of several state propositions. Here's what you need to know so far. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Michael Smolens, you're the political columnist for the San Diego Union-Tribune, and last night was a long night for many. Let's start with kind of the broad scene locally. What are your top-line takeaways from the first batch of results that are of, you know, 2.30 this morning? Well, uh, you, you, you touched on some of them. I mean, clearly, you know, the, the, it was almost like a, another Democratic blue wave hit San Diego. And it is sort of interesting because it didn't quite happen. The, the blue wave was a bit of a mirage nationally and even in some respects statewide. Not so much here. Uh, the, the city council had a large Democratic majority at City Hall. Now they will have a bigger one. Uh, it's going to be probably an eight to one majority. It might be seven to, uh, as you mentioned, uh, you know, a Democratic mayor, almost certainly to be Todd Gloria. And over at the County Board of Supervisors, they look on track to uh, take a, a majority of the Board of Supervisors for the first time uh, really in decades. Uh, so uh, it's, it's, you know, a change. It's not like this wave hit all of a sudden. It's a continuation of what happened in 2018. And frankly, it's more of a relentless tide of the demographics, the political demographics that have been trending towards Democrats for really decades here in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to the big problems that the region faces, either countywide or in the city of San Diego itself, what do you see Democrats taking on as the first problem to solve come 2021? Well, I I think one of the things we'll see is that there's going to be, you know, Democrats, like Republicans, see eye to eye on a lot of things. They don't see eye to eye on everything. And as we saw play out in some of the campaigns in these, you know, Democrat against Democrat campaigns, particularly the mayoral race, Todd Gloria versus Council Member Barbara Bree, uh, there are some very sharp differences on municipal issues apart from the more partisan issues. So those will have to play out a little bit. I, I mean, you know, there's there's the housing, homelessness issues, and there are different, you know, approaches and different thoughts among uh, newly elected officials on those. But, you know, the issue number one, of course, is the uh, you know, COVID-19 outbreak. And as we learned today, San Diego has been dropped apparently to the uh, uh, the most restrictive tier, the purple tier. So those that's really what particularly the county, because they oversee a lot of the, the health care aspects of that. That's going to be their big order of business. And I think a lot of their, the Democrats' more progressive policies may have to take a back seat to that. Yeah, it does seem like the county was going in this direction of beginning to invest in these large scale projects, be it infrastructure or, you know, reform to behavioral health. But given that there's going to be a, a tax crunch because we're in a pandemic recession, it's kind of unclear how much you can get done in the short term. Well, we'll see. Uh, you know, I mean, there's a, a bit of an irony here that you do have a Democratic majority and you, know, you can call it progressive, liberal, wh- whatever. And they do have, uh, you know, a more open up the purse approach to, to particularly, uh, you know, social services. And you mentioned mental health. Um, and those things are going to be very important during the pandemic because a lot of people are hurting, particularly people at the lower end of the economy and homeless. 
the irony of it is that they're actually being left by some tight-fisted Republicans who, over the years, reserve and criticized for sitting on that too. So uh, that is sort of a unique aspect of the, uh, the election uh, at the county level. For the losers in this election, uh, many Republicans in San Diego, you know, it's not like these business-minded people and people who are more conservative just disappeared. Uh, do you expect that there'll be some kind of local autopsy of how do we make ourselves viable in such a blue place? Um, yes, I, I think that's always an ongoing thing. Uh, you know, I think they have to sort of be careful because you know, you do a big public autopsy and it sort of criticizes the, the leadership uh, and the, the, you know, Republicans at the national level did that, particularly regarding the Latino vote. That didn't work out too well, although now we're finding that Donald Trump actually did in certain areas rather well among Latinos. But there's always that reassessment. Uh, you know, Trump is such a factor for Republicans right now. And in California, that really hurts them. Maybe he will win nationally. And, and it was clear he helped some congressional and Senate candidates uh, in, in certain areas. But in California, in most areas, San Diego in particular, uh, that's really an albatross. And I think that, you know, I wrote a column that wasn't too popular among some Republicans saying, you know, for the Republican Party in California really to move ahead, they need Trump to lose uh, because everything they try to do is really just so overshadowed by that. I mean, let's face it, the guy takes up all the political oxygen in the room. Hmm. Yeah, and certainly there's a number of business interests and people who believe that government shouldn't have as much rule in their lives, that you could still achieve some of those things. You just kind of need to start the conversation from a different point rather than, you know, the hardline immigration that has been kind of the, the focus for the past four years. Yes, and I think that, um, you know, as you'll see unfolding in this election, um, you know, California is a very democratic state. It's arguable how liberal it is if you look at the ballot initiatives. Uh, rent control did not pass. Uh, it looked like the so-called split role, which would have changed Proposition 13 to put a higher tax on commercial properties. Uh, the reinstitution of affirmative action in government uh, programs was also rejected. These are Republican positions. Uh, and, you know, there's not uniform Democrats behind them. I think you see the uh, elected leaders more uniform behind them than the Democratic voters. Uh, so there's, uh, I think, you know, over time, potential for Republicans to get moving in that direction. I think they would like to. In the past couple of years, they've tried to move more towards California-centric issues and get away from the national issues. But uh, as we know, it's very difficult to do in this climate right now. Mm -hmm. And one of the things uh, nationally that's getting lots of criticism is the reliability of polling. We've got criticism from our vendor, SurveyUSA, during our coverage of election season. Do you expect there to be some sort of reckoning on how polling is done? Because it's clear that the mark has been missed again. Uh, I'm sure there will be. Uh, there was after uh, 2016. Uh, you know, we'll see if it does any good. Uh, clearly something is wrong. I think the overall political coverage, uh, you know, we made a lot of mistakes in the macro sense, in the national sense, that, that uh, were made in 2016 as well. Um, you, you know, it's interesting because there, there was a bit of a, uh, I don't want to say wishful thinking, but in the national level that, you know, what was possible and, you know, a Democratic landslide was possible, winning Texas, winning Florida, winning Georgia were possible, but that sort of morphed into the more prominent discussion, whereas I think polling showed that these were going to be close 
regardless. Uh, and I don't know if I mean, like, for instance, did Biden ever really lead in Texas? So I think that that people kind of ran with that wrongly, uh, you know, as cautious as they tried to be. Uh, you know, a lot of the caution kind of went out the window. Mm hmm. And I feel like another factor in all of this is in a lot of these battleground states, uh, many local newspapers have reduced staffs, many have shut down. So there's less on the ground local reporting, which provides better insight than, you know, a Washington Post or New York Times reporter parachuting in and staying for a week or two. And I think that is also an X factor in our understanding of where the U.S. broadly stands. Well, I, I think so, too. Uh, as this isn't an original thought, but somebody pointed out, you know, with the, the coronavirus pandemic, reporters at all levels, uh, you know, local, state and national just weren't getting out on the ground as much and talking to people as they had in the past. Now, you know, they didn't have that situation with a pandemic in 2016 and certain things were still missed. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that's always an issue. Certainly the, um, uh, you know, the, the news organizations and their financial situations. Mm hmm. And finally, uh, there's been lots of attacks on the democratic process itself, uh, with President Donald Trump speaking around 2 in the morning our time. Do you think that this kind of constant questioning of the system, do you think that's caused lasting damage, or do you think we'll be able to increase trust in our institutions? I, the, the short answer is I don't know. Uh, I think that you know, it obviously has raised concern so much so that that in an I, you know, uh, an odd way, the elect the election people, the, the the election officers, I think we're trying to be even more careful this time around to have to deal with this, uh, you know, unfounded allegation constantly uh, to reassure people in ways that they haven't before. Uh, so, uh, you know, when the dust settles and you know, whether it's this January or in four years when, you know, Trump's gone and not making that kind of noise, it will be interesting to see uh, how the assessments are. My particular point of view is that I think that that voters will have liked the uh, expanded options of voting that they've had in other states. California's had them for years, but that that with the mail ballot, the early voting, I think you're going to see a lot more states, uh, you know, offer the continue to offer those uh, in the future. Yeah, and certainly. And the reason why we don't have, you know, as clear results in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania is because a lot of those mail-in votes weren't allowed to be counted until yesterday. So maybe this will cause public pressure. So those restrictions will go away. So it'll be like California, in which here in San Diego, we know about 58% of the possible result. Yes, it was, it was fascinating. I can't remember ever an election knowing that much of the vote so early as we had in this one and it's all due to the early voting and early mail voting you know people really couldn't wait to vote in this election uh whether that carries forward you know hopefully they'll keep up voting but they might be waiting longer but uh, you know because this was driven by trump people had really made up their minds early and i think out of concern that they want to make sure their vote counted they wanted to get it in early and uh, plus you know a lot of people just weren't comfortable going to polling places um anytime on election day or earlier. Yeah, it'll be curious to see what kind of the ripple effects of not only the Trump presidency, but also the coronavirus in how people, you know, who are voting age at this time vote in the, you know, next several elections. Well, you know, their experience, especially new voters uh, might only have been with mail balloting. So to, to ask them to go to the polls might be a, a kind of a bit of a foreign thing. On the other hand, you know, I was reading where some people 
really wanted that experience, first time voters to go and, and do that. Now, personally, I voted by mail this time, but I always loved going to the polling places. But, you know, we had sort of super voting centers, uh, you know, in a re more regional sense. I don't think we're ever going to go back to the, you know, the, the polls on your individual block, the thousands of the ones we had in the past. Uh, I think they'll, at least here in San Diego and California, this was viewed as such a success of an operation with still kinks to work out. But the overall concept, I think, is going to move forward. Certainly. And we're still waiting for some final results. Uh, for locally, we expect to have some more, I believe, Thursday at 5 p.m. So that may cause some changes. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and it's going to go on for a while. I, I think that that will some of the key elections we'll see. But there's a District 2 supervisor race, high profile with the uh, Poway Mayor Steve Voss and uh, State Senator Joel Anderson, former State Senator Joel Anderson. And that one, the last I looked, was like about a point difference with Voss in the lead. So that one's going to take a while to sort out. There's always been elections like that. And, uh, you know, it's 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 kind of great. I'm sure it's frustrating for the participants, but kind of makes it exciting. Mm -hmm. All right. Michael Smolens, thank you so much. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix. If you want to include the San Diego Union-Tribune in your morning routine, check out our daily flash briefing. Every weekday morning, hear a quick summary of the day's top stories. Just search San Diego Union-Tribune wherever you get your podcasts, including smart speakers. Until next time.